As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4CY Radio or its employees or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. Who is January Jones? She is not a young, beautiful, talented actress on Mad Men. She is not an older, gorgeous, exotic dancer from the Johnny Carson Show. She is an author, and she wrote, Thou Shall Not Wine, The Eleventh Commandment, that reached number one at Amazon.com. She is a reality TV golf personality with World High Stakes Golf televised on HDNet. She is a humorist and winologist expert. She is your featured host today on January Jones Sharing Success Stories. So sit back, relax, and get ready to laugh and listen to Ms. Jones with her eclectic roster of guests as you learn life's lessons. These stories plus sharing equals success. Welcome and remember, beware. Because you are entering the no-whining world of January Jones. Now let me ask you a question. Do you think that most people who go through divorce remarry? (laughs) That's a great question, isn't it? (laughs) Tell me. Do you know what the chances are for a successful remarriage? Well, I'll weigh in on that one because I've been married two times and we're going to be celebrating our 45th, we- uh, 44th wedding anniversary. So I'll, I'll address that issue. <laughs> Have you ever wanted to know about the effect divorce has on children? Well, I imagine it's very devastating. Would you like to learn more about gray divorce? That's a different term. That's a new one for us. Can you imagine people 
who love to work with a who lo- are in love with each other, but guess what? Their children aren't in love at all with anyone. <laughs> Have you ever heard about a book called Successful Second Marriages? Or better yet, would you like to meet someone who has some of the answers that we're looking for today? Now, are you ready to learn how to be successful and how to enjoy your marriage more? If you can answer yes or maybe to any of these questions, then you are in the right place. And I would like to welcome you to January Jones Sharing Success Stories. Today, I will be introducing you to my guest. She is a success coach extraordinaire, and she has been on the show many times. She will provide us with informative and inspirational lessons and some really, really great advice. I am pleased to announce that this show is now live on talk media and syndicated on iHeart Radio Talk with over 55 million subscribers. We are archived 24-7 for your listening pleasure at iHeartRadio. Also, LinkedIn announced that my profile was one of the top 5% most viewed last year. So now it's time for you to sit back and relax as you enter the no-wine zone. Pour yourself a glass of wine, get some cheese and crackers, and enjoy the show. Let me tell you a little bit about our guest today. She received her master's in education with an emphasis in counseling from the University of Missouri-St. Louis. She is a licensed professional counselor, a Stephen minister, and the author of Successful Second Marriages. She worked in education as a teacher, counselor, parent, advocate for more than 30 years. She is an avid volunteer traveler, writer, and spoiler of her grandchildren. And she is one of my dear, dear friends. And I am pleased to welcome back to the show again, Pat Bubash. Hi, Pat. How are you doing today, dear? I'm doing just fine, January. Nice to nice to be back with you again. Oh, it's always fun to have you on the show. You know, before we go into our format, let's talk a little bit about, share with my listeners where your success story began and who your early mentors were. Okay. All right. My success story. Well, I I would guess that my success story is that in my parents on, on both sides of their family, my cousin and I were the first to graduate college. Uh-huh. Neither one yeah. of my parents um, finished high school. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, their lives were very, very different from that of my children, uh, myself and my children. So I would say that's a big success story right there. At least it, it was among my relatives. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, Probably, for me, the biggest success that I have felt is that although going through a divorce with three young children, I was able to continue to progress. I was able to continue my education, you know, finishing my master's degree, obtaining a job, um, being able to support my children. Mm-hmm. and still feel very positive and hopeful for the years to come. So for me, I, I think success, to uh, summarize what I said, was going to college and getting a degree when that was not typical in my, my family, both sides. 
And then, even though divorced, I was able to go ahead and move forward and progress and, you know, acquire even more education and develop as a person. Because I think when one marries very, very young, which I did mm-hmm. while in high school, you you do not, you have not matured, even begun to. So I, I would say that's, that's my two biggest successes, and I feel very fortunate that I was able to do those things. And um, several times I would go in and talk to um, high school students. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the things I always emphasized to them. You know, things may happen, mm-hmm. and you you may not finish, you know, a degree that you began. You might not even finish high school. You know, God forbid, but something might prevent that. But don't ever think that you can't still do something. I'm a real believer in that. I mm-hmm. truly believe that, you know, if you really want to accomplish something, that it's it's possible. Oh, so, absolutely. That, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, isn't this, uh, I, I didn't realize how similar our backgrounds were and what a wonderful country this is because my grandparents all came through Ellis Island and they mm-hmm. came to this country and had nothing. My parents, like your parents, did not get a high school degree because guess what? They had to go out and get a job and they right. had to, they had to go work to help the family. My generation went to college and now all of our grandchildren are going, our children and grandchildren are going to college. And isn't it amazing how it all progresses and it all starts with these brave, brave people who came mm-hmm. here and uh, immigrated and became Americans in this wonderful, wonderful country. It's true. It's true. I, I agree with you on every comment you made. It really is. And the opportunity is there. It may not be easy, you know, mm-hmm. and I don't, and I stress that too, but the things that are worth having that are the goals worth achieving are those that are sometimes the most difficult but oh my gosh, when when you get there, it feels so good. You know, you yeah. feel like a real winner. True. And and you know, I go through every day thinking about my grandparents and my parents, how proud they would be about yeah. what the generations that they have brought to this country and what we have all done, and what we are accomplishing now, and what we will accomplish in the future. Do you desire more control over your money and financial matters? Would you like simple solutions to complex financial topics? Do you want more security in your financial future? If you answered yes to any of these questions, the book 101 Principles to Wealth is your answer. It's available now on Amazon.com. That's 101 Principles to Wealth by Charles Brokop. Order today. Are you striving to find a job you love but don't know where to start? If so, you'll want to know about Career Esteem's Find a Great Job Fast program. Learn new ways of job searching and how to find the hidden jobs that aren't being advertised. You don't have to rely on job boards anymore. Shave weeks or months off your job search. Go to careeresteem.com and click on Find a Job to learn more. That's careeresteem.com and click on Find a Job. Contact Sherry Sambersky 
careeresteem.com. Lately, there's a whining epidemic in our world. People are even whining about whining. Are you sick and tired of listening to everyone whining all the time? So was January Jones, the author of Thou Shall Not Whine, the 11th commandment that reached number one at Amazon.com. Ms. Jones based her book on a survey of the top 10 things that people whine about at all ages and all stages of life. January is a success coach that can tell you how to help others. When you buy Thou Shall Not Whine, the 11th commandment, you'll find out what people whine about and how to stop them from whining. This is the perfect gift book to give or get for any occasion. Thou Shall Not Wine was voted the best gift to be given anonymously for those special people in your life. Ms. Jones is an internationally known author in the style of Irma Bombeck, specializing in housewife humor with her book being published in Korea and China. You can find Thou Shall Not Wine at Amazon.com. Welcome back, and I'm pleased to announce that uh, Chuck Brokoff will be with us again next month, and Sherry Samburski will be visiting with us tomorrow night. Um, And I'm pleased to announce that Thou Shalt Not Wine is available at Amazon.com. Our guest tonight is Pat Bubash, and uh, her true love and passion has been working with children and their parents. For over 30 years, she has worked as a counselor in an educational setting. During those years, she has often presented workshops at the community college on such issues as self-esteem, ADHD, seven habits of highly effective people, career planning, and a variety of topics that focus on families experiencing a divorce. It has been her work with families and her own personal relevancy that prompted her to spend three years writing her book. She has authored a book to encourage, inspire, and give hope to those who chose to remarry. It is called Successful Second Marriages. She contributed articles to a variety of sites promoting positive relationships. This coach has served on a various counseling boards, volunteered for a variety of of nonprofit organizations, a favorite, the USO, and a local group home, Angels Arms. She is a licensed professional counselor and a Stephen minister. It is my pleasure to have on the show today, Pat Bubash. Hello, January. It's so wonderful to have you on the show. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of had you. You were a little bit MIA, but you're back. And let's talk right. about. Yeah, let's talk about, um, do most people who divorce remarry? They do. Uh, what I've observed, what I've read, what I've studied, is that probably half of the people who divorce a first time remarry. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Now, the, the sad part is, about 60-some percent of them end up divorced again. Oh, wow. Yeah, the statistics for second marriages failing is is unfortunately greater than the first time, which tends to tell us that they didn't learn anything from their first, (laughs) you know, their their first attempt. And that's that's the reason, the catalyst for my book, because I really believe if you will do a little bit of introspection, Mm-hmm. Uh, self-introspection and 
do a little bit observe, observing other people in marriages that are working, work on yourself. I think that second marriage can be very successful and can be very fulfilling for for you. I really do believe that. I've I've seen it happen, but the people that I interviewed, they worked on themselves. They didn't dash out and try to, you know, find a partner uh-huh. and go into marriage again without thinking about what went wrong. Yeah. So this is a um, a topic that you wanted to write about. And what has the response been to your book? Because I think it's a fabulous book. And have you gotten a good response to it? The people that read it, that was, which are the only ones I hear from, they tell me that it really has been helpful to them. They find it an easy read. Mm-hmm. What I probably appreciated most, the comment that meant the most to me, was they said, you know, I felt like I was sitting in your living room and we were having a conversation. <laughs> I said, that's what I wanted to, you know. That that was my whole idea, was you would feel like it was very much personalized and relevant to you. I did not want this, nor is it, therapeutic in in the way it's the style because mm-hmm. that's not what I was after. So, yeah, that that had, it has been positive, and um, one of the most exciting things is I had some therapists from Israel uh, send me a, a post one time saying that he had really enjoyed reading it and found it very mm-hmm. helpful. It's like, oh, wow, that that's was cool. The- yeah, that's pretty good. And yeah. this is a topic yeah. that you wanted to write about. What finally got you to the keyboard and got you to actually sit down and write? Because, you know, so many people that come, I talk to all the time, they want to write a book, they want to write a book. And I'm always saying, sit down and write the book because you, right. you have to get to the keyboard uh, before anything else happens. What got you there? You know, I love you saying that because I think everybody I know that um, realizes that I have written this, oh, I want to write a book. You know, I've got some really (laughs) great ideas. It's like, yeah, everybody wants to write a book, and I think many people are writing books now. But you're you're right. You know, you have to – it's a chore. It's, It's work. Writing is work. And so I kept talking about this, and probably my mentor, Mary DePerry, a therapist I mentioned in, in my book, a family therapist, mm-hmm. I had met with her a couple of times. And, you know, the last time I met with her, I said, you know what, Mary, I am not going to call you again and ask you to sit down and help me get started. <laughs> I'm either going to do I, I was ashamed to keep... You know, yeah. I've uh-huh. been connecting with her for, you know, a year and a half, two years, and it's like, you know what, I'm not going to keep bothering this woman. <laughs> so I told her, I said, I'm either going to do it now or or I'm done with it. And that was mm-hmm. it. I think I was just a little embarrassed that I kept talking to her about this, and she kept trying to get me to move on it, and I wasn't. So I guess I was shamed into it. There you go. Yeah. And Which you know, my, <laughs> yeah, my my mom had a phrase for that, and it was blank or get off the pot. 
Yeah, I was thinking that, but I, I didn't say it. I was, I was trying to be a little more professional. But, well, there you yeah, go. I, there, I'm, there I'm you not go. that professional, but it is, you know, and so many people, yeah. you know, they talk about writing books, and this is the most opportune time in uh that with the technology, the information oh, yeah. available, I because I, I wrote my first book when I was 50. I had to self-publish. It was a nightmare. And now yeah. people can go to Amazon. They can go to Create oh, yeah. Space. And you can get a book out there. So there is no excuse for people no. who talk about it and don't do it. And uh, no. But as you said, the big thing is you have to write it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it, it doesn't miraculously uh, come in book form. Your thoughts, you, there's a little more to it, and it is it is work, you know. And I I was uh, you know transcribing and doing all of this from interviews, yeah. which I love doing. I love talking to the people, but yeah. you know, then I'd have to come home and and transcribe these hour and a half interviews. Oh, and that yeah. was the fun part, the interviewing. The transcribing wasn't. Mm-hmm. And at that time, my father was uh, going through some, uh, you know, serious um, illness. You know, we weren't sure what was going on with him. And so I had oh. them with me for a few weeks and whatever. And, and that that made it a little more difficult. Mm-hmm. But I was determined by that by that time, it was like, this is going to happen. It, you know, I owe it to Mary, if nothing else. So, um, when, you look I, back, when you look back on it, how long did it actually take you to write the book? You know, it probably wasn't three years. Probably three years is really the formulation. You know, they're really mm-hmm. pulling it together. Mm-hmm. And when I started, probably about two but I know that it did take me um, close to that amount of time because I had to schedule interviews. I had to do that. I still, you know, was working full time at a school. I was concerned about my dad and my mom. You know, that sure. was, yeah. was a part right. of what was going on. So two years, three years is probably, you know, a little, little um, exaggeration, but yeah. at least two years. Yeah, absolutely. I think most books take that long. And I want to share with you and with my listeners that um, my book, Priceless Personality, was was transcribed by a fabulous gal. And her name is Katrina. And I send my interviews to her. And she transcribes them and gets them ready for book form. And if anyone has a problem with getting uh, their interviews transcribed she is the gal to go to and email me at january jones info at gmail.com and i will connect you with katrina because she has without her i wouldn't have had my last two books so i'm very happy to be working for her now share with us a little bit about how did you come up with the criteria for the couples whom you chose to interview how did you decide these were the ones. Well, I knew that I wanted to talk to a couple that both of them had been divorced, you know, that they had each mm-hmm. had that experience. Uh-huh. Um, I knew that it needed to be, you know, it wasn't going to be a couple that 
was in their 20s or their 30s, you know, because I was looking for people. They had to be married for my needs at least seven years. (laughs) I was seeking the seven-year itch. You know, I thought, you know, if they made it seven years, it's probably going to be, it's probably going to last. So that was the second thing. Both had to been divorced at least once, Uh seven years. And uh, then, let's see, I'm trying to think right now. Those were two of the biggies. And usually it was somebody that was referred to me from someone. And uh, one of the couples in there, they had been, well, she had signed up for better marriages before they even married. She knew someone that that she worked with that that was a member of that. And Uh she said, I saw how successful her marriage was, and she felt that that was a big part of it. Everyone deserves a happy life. Life is supposed to be fun. Your life is supposed to feel good, and you're meant to feel happiness in your life and to satisfy your dreams. And you can, because the only reason anyone wants anything or does anything is that they think they will feel better in the having of it or the doing of it. They think they will feel better in the experiencing of it. Coming soon, a website where you can learn more on how you can have the life you deserve at afeelgoodworld.com. Do you want to learn how to live into your dreams? One Door Closes, Overcoming Adversity by Following Your Dreams. The new book by Tom Ingracia and Jared Kredemski captures the thought-provoking stories of 16 people from all walks of life who have triumphed over adversity to achieve their goals. Plus, you'll get 10 self-assessment tools to design your own blueprint for success. Unlock your true potential. Fulfill your dreams. Be inspired. One Door Closes is available from Amazon.com. Have you ever met someone who was unforgettable? Someone who has touched your heart and soul? People who have faced difficult problems. People who have fearlessly shared their stories, their struggles, and their successes. People who have priceless personalities. In my new book, Priceless Personalities, Success Stories Shared by January Jones, I am honored to be able to share with you people dealing with problems such as incest, molestation, child abuse, drug abuse, polygamy, unemployment, scandal, starting over, self-esteem, and workplace issues. My guests have all been exciting, eclectic, and energizing. They will amaze, amuse, and even astonish you. You will adore getting to meet them at Amazon.com. My book is now available, two-for-one, paperback and Kindle editions. Welcome back, and I'm so happy to have Pat Bubush on our show today. You know, before we uh, start chatting with Pat, I wanted to share with our listeners that my book, Priceless Personalities, Success Stories Shared by January Jones, has just become available at audible.com today, as a matter of fact. I just found out about it. Very excited about it. And if you want to hear these fabulous interviews, download at audible.com and you can listen and meet some of the most unforgettable people you will ever listen to in your life. Now, Pat, let's 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's talk a little bit about, uh, since I did my plug, why don't we have a plug for you, for your website and your wonderful book? Okay. Thank you, January. I appreciate that. Um, my website is www.successfulsecondmarriages.com. And uh, my book is on Amazon.com. I think everyone's book is on Amazon.com. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> or should be. Uh-huh. And it's in uh, a soft cover um, form and it's also an ebook. Okay. And uh, how about your website, Pat? Um, www.successfulsecondmarriages.com. Okay. Now, let's talk a little bit about your book and some of the chapters and some of the people that you featured in your book. I know that um, with the criteria for couples, it must have been very difficult to choose just these. How did you go about choosing the nine that you have? Well, part of it was the willingness of the couples to do it. There were, were people that I really, really wanted to interview and, um, you know, I let them know I was not using real names. You know, it would be anonymous. And because some people, they just, and to me, they had every reason to be proud yeah. of the stories they were telling. But the, as the one gentleman told me, um, he referred to his ex-wife as a beast, and he was really afraid she might read that. So, you know, understandably, you know, I, I, he he had a problem. But the first thing to answer your question uh, was a willingness, you know, those that really wanted to share their stories mm-hmm. for the purpose of, you know, being helpful to other people that were going to remarry. Right. So right. a willingness... Uh, then, as I told you earlier about the criteria, they had to fit that criteria. And uh, then the other was scheduling. You know, was it possible to, you know, even schedule? And some people both are working, you know. Um, I really didn't have 
my as far as population let's see proximity and and that kind of thing mm-hmm. i didn't go out of the state to interview anyone okay um okay. Mm-hmm. i would have liked to have done that but honestly i was anxious to get these stories and okay. i felt like what i was trying to um to write and the premise and the focus really had nothing to do with where they lived, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. well, now let's talk a little bit about. Um, I was intrigued with becoming a team. Could you tell us a little bit about Paula and Steve, who are featured on page one twenty-seven? Okay, let me head to that page. Um, Paula and Steve. That was an interesting couple, and they. Um, let me see here. I gotta gotta. Okay, I gotta find that place myself because, truthfully, I sometimes forget my couples. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> I wrote about them. I know their stories, but I don't always um, think about their names. Mm-hmm. But Paula and Steve, she was the one that um, decided that before they even married, that they would belong to this. Um, organization that is now Better Marriages. It used to have a, a different title, but okay. now it's Better Marriages. And that I know it's national. I'm not sure about international. And so she told Steve before they even married, she said, we will join that because I've seen the benefits of it. I've seen how it helps couples. And she's the one that said, I told him, there is no exiting from this marriage. There are no <laughs> exit doors in this this relationship. So that they they kind of uh, you know she didn't give him any choice. It was this was it, uh-huh. and they were a very a neat couple in many ways. But she had a much younger brother who uh, was Down syndrome, a high-functioning Down syndrome. Mm -hmm. And he was probably in his early 30s, and both of her parents had died, and he was the last child, the youngest child of uh, a large family. Mm -hmm. And she and Steve made the decision that he was to come and live with them. So I, I thought that was really a powerful thing that um, people that, you know, we're older for one thing. You know, they they mm-hmm. all of these couples I talked to were at least in their forties. Okay. And that and he didn't have children oh, from his okay. previous marriage. Oh, right. So I, I thought that was quite a um compromise, quite a sacrifice for him. Mm-hmm. But for her and knowing how much it meant to her to be able to help with his brother and with um, his care and everything, he agreed that, yes, they would do that. So that was one thing they were both very involved in. She did a lot of things to support the um, foundation fundraisers and stuff for um, people with Down syndrome. And he was very, he was equally as involved. Mm -hmm. But it was interesting. One of the things that she shared that had been a struggle for, her, but they they had come to a very good place in their marriage where she was 
beginning to see there was no need for her to feel left out or left mm-hmm. behind or ignored yeah. when he had to go um, to work and it was out of town. Mm-hmm. And she was someone, and she admitted that she, because of her first marriage and the infidelities of yeah. her husband, she, she kind of lacked the confidence that when someone loved her, they loved her. They weren't looking around anymore. So that was something they had worked on, but he had, through his actions, through his words, had gotten her to a place where she she realized there were times he was going to have to go out of town for work, and then one or two times she decided, well, she better go. She found it was very boring because all he was doing was working. So she decided it's quite fine. I'll stay home in our comfortable house. But later on, I guess it was about three years after the book came out, I was again in contact with her. And I was so saddened to hear that he had died of a heart attack. And um, that was something they were dealing with that she didn't feel like he took good care of himself health-wise. And she said, I want him to be healthy because I want him to be with me a long time. They were a very very compatible couple that had had their trials and tribulations, but it definitely, Mm -hmm. definitely worked through them. Well, let's talk about um, chapter one, Brian and Julie, and uh, their chapter is about good and bad memories. And, you know, I'm in a second marriage, as are you, and so many people, when you come to this second marriage, those memories, sometimes those bad memories stay with you, don't they? Yeah. You know, it was kind of, uh, it was interesting with them. Um, I, I guess you would say the good memories were what she remembered uh, knowing Brian when they were like, uh, you know, elementary age, Uh teenage kids. Mm -hmm. This was, I had to almost um, make a chart to figure out this (laughs) birth situation with this genealogy of these two. They, one of their, um, I think it was Brian's aunt, uh, was married to someone that was in Julie's family. They were not related. Julie and Brian were not related at all. She said, we are not cousins. <laughs> there is no incestuous marriage here. We are not related. Because I'm trying to follow this, and it's like, oh, I think they're related. No, they're not. <laughs> they're not. <laughs> but thank God, because then I'd had to find another couple. So, yeah. you know, that was that was good. But... Because of the families, um, that connection, they were at a lot of family reunions together. Mm. And they had always liked each other. And kind of through their appearance and the grapevine, they, they had kept track of each other. Even though he had moved to the East Coast where he worked and had a wife and two children. Mm-hmm. And she was here in St. Louis with a husband and two children. Well... So the good memories would have been when they were kids and they'd get together for all of these. And they they had a picture that they brought out that was really cute. It was when they were like 16, I guess, 14. And she was sitting on his lap, on his knees, you know, at some reunion. That that was, it was cute. But um, 
the bad memories were more hers than it was mm-hmm. his, in mm-hmm. that in her marriage, her first marriage, um, her husband was a very, very well-educated Ph.D. researcher um, for cancer. Uh-huh. And they had two children together who both had... Uh, issues in terms of one was epileptic and and one was very low functioning IQ. They oh, were children okay. that needed a lot of oh, attention, sure. a lot of help, a lot of uh, you know outside mm-hmm. therapy and whatever. Mm-hmm. And he just pretty much no, he did. He left it all on her to do. Mm, okay, he so would, that was bad. It was really bad, and there was a lot of animosity from her for his absenteeism because it it was a very difficult task as a parent, not, not one that wasn't done out of love, but it was exhausting. It was tiring. Mm -hmm, And he mm -hmm. pretty much just left it for her. So that was a bad memory for her. And when they finally did divorce, she, she had some real angst Mm -hmm, towards him. Oh, absolutely. So, uh, evidently, Brian had, through the family grapevine, they, he had been divorced, and his was an amicable, we just kind of grew apart marriage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. So there were no bad feelings there whatsoever. And you know, um, he you know, he called. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, you know, we have to take a commercial break, but uh, when we come back, we'll uh, finish off on Brian. And I want to talk also about the tag team, Randy and Hazel. We'll be right back with Pat. They were a good one. (laughs) Second time around can be better. Second timers try harder. Looking to have a rewarding second marriage? Any marriage. Read Successful Second Marriages by Patricia Bubash. She interviews a variety of couples that have succeeded in their second attempt. Each story reflects that the second marriages can be tough going, yet be the best of the best. Learn from these couples who share their intimate stories, how they struggled with difficulty, and have thrived. Stories such as, Our kids drove us apart. We separated five times in four years. Four months into our marriage, my 85-year-old father-in-law came to live with us. One year into our marriage, I was diagnosed legally blind. Death of my eldest child brought grief, depression into our new marriage. Successful Second Marriages is encouraging, hopeful, inspiring. Available on Amazon.com in book form and ebook. Read Pat's musings at www.successfulsecondmarriages.com. Are you a fitness professional, a trainer, or a coach? Would you like consistent and timely updates on your team's performance? We have a completely customizable app that can give you real-time information via the internet or your handheld phone. Track the performance of your client's progress with their physical fitness regimen. Track team members' performance or schedule a workout session. Meet up at the gym, on the bike trail, or wherever your physical activities take you. The app is called Socially Fit or SoFit and can be found on the iTunes Store. Look for the blue socially fit icon. When combined with data analysis capabilities, you not only feel the effects of your fitness routine, you also see the graphical progress of your results. The app makes the complex simple, so the more of your time is spent sculpting your physique, the less time tracking your results with old-fashioned pen and paper. 
download it today to begin a new year with data to show your progress in meeting your goals. Are you socially fit? I hope all of you listening, if you are not socially fit, I hope you will become socially fit. And also, I do hope you will buy Pat's book, Successful Second Marriages. We've been talking about uh, some of the chapters in her book and some of the people that are featured. Briefly, Pat, uh, finish up about Brian and Julie before we go on to Randy and Hazel. Okay. So when Brian found out through the family grapevine that um, Julie was once again single. He called her and he said, I'm coming into town. Could we go for dinner? And you know, I guess there is such a thing as love at first sight or renewed love right. or yeah. ageless love or whatever, because they talked for hours and hours and hours and agreed to keep in touch. Mm-hmm. And it was probably about a year later when they married. Oh, that's terrific. It it, it was a very, just um, a very happy place for both of them. He said he knew the night he took her to dinner Mm -hmm. that he was going to marry her. You know, this was just, (laughs) you know, I guess they felt like they had, you know, all those years. But the, the one thing they did that I felt replaced those bad memories that she had. And she had been very, very angry. Uh, mm-hmm. her first husband. Sure. They tra- travel. They do a lot of road trips. They do a lot of sightseeing. And they brought out for me to see this huge scrapbook. <laughs> and as they would sit there pointing out to me the places they had been and what they did, they just kept snuggling closer oh. to- <laughs> together. And, you know, you could. I, I, I could have just left the room and nobody would have noticed. <laughs> Because they've completely gotten into, you know, the places where they had been and those mm-hmm. memories. And that has really healed her. It oh, really sure. has. Well, you know, you hear about that a lot or often. I, I, our dear friends, uh, they had been married close to 40 years and his wife passed on very suddenly and he was alone and he actually went back to his hometown where he grew up Mm -hmm. and he found his high school sweetheart and guess what right yeah they got married and they are blissfully happy so that is uh, a story I love that's a very romantic thing now what about what about Randy and Hazel and their chapters called Tag Team? And anyone who's ever been married in a successful second marriage knows all about Tag Team. <laughs> right, right. Well, they were really a cute couple. I, I really enjoyed them a lot, especially because he likes to cook. She does too, but he's the one that he does that as an occupation, as his uh-huh. profession. So you uh, probably would always find something to eat when you went there. The, the day I was there was fresh home-baked cookies. Oh, yummy. So <laughs> I, I think he won her over with her with his cooking is really what he did. <laughs> okay. Because she wasn't giving him the time of day. The first time he saw her, they both, um, she worked in a hospital, and I believe he worked in a hospital at that time, too. I don't really remember. And he had seen her, and... Um, made a a comment to her and she took it as just kind of being fresh and she had no interest in him Uh and um, just 
um, blew him off. Well, <laughs> he wasn't uh, he, he wasn't going to be deterred by that. Right. So he saw her again and uh, said, hey, some of the people from work are going somewhere after work. And the thing that she told me that was uppermost in her mind, she was raising a child alone with mm-hmm. uh, another dad that um, was not involved, had left the parenting financially, emotionally, physically to her. So she she was uh, a little hard on men. And the first thing she asked him was, do you drink? Oh, okay. And to, to the satisfaction of her yeah. and the um, goodwill of, for him, he didn't. So <laughs> that, that, yeah, that, that, yeah, good answer. So that, you know, put him up on the ladder of interest. And what she found out was that he had two children of his own, but what she discovered was he was very good with children. And the son of hers, he was able to really rapport with him. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. And that, Plus, his cooking was probably what really mm-hmm. got him in first place. Oh, yeah. And um, so when I say tag team, that is kind of what they did for a number of years while those children were still mm-hmm. um, at home because his children preferred to be with him and, and yeah. um, this new wife. So they oh, stayed really? with them the majority of the time. And he said, you know... He said, we had a very small house. He said, there was mm-hmm. not a lot of room in it for, mm-hmm. you know, three children. But yeah. he said, we we made do. Um, the kids loved it. And um, we we enjoyed our life as a blended family. Mm-hmm. Now, talking about blended families, as my listeners know, um, I had two children from my first marriage and my husband had a son from his first marriage. Then we had our own. So we had his, hers, and ours, which was the typical. Yeah, but we weren't exactly as happy as the Brady Bunch because we had some issues along the way. And most families do, don't they? Yeah, you know, the Brady Bunch was a great show, but (laughs) you know what? It wasn't very realistic. And and anybody that was in that situation would say, you know, that's, that's TV. That's TV. <laughs> yeah. Real so, life is. No. T- How many kids did you have blended together? Well, that was an interesting thing. Actually, I had three children, and Jim had never had children. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> well, he had never been married. He said he was just uh-huh. waiting for me, so oh, I don't perfect. believe that. <laughs> I think he just got tired of running and decided, no, well, whatever. <laughs> but he has been the most wonderful stepfather and an amazing grandfather. Amazing oh, grandfather. Yeah. My my grandchildren are very lucky. Yeah. Um, well, as are the, mine. You know, my husband adopted my two daughters, and he is like uh, the best grandfather in the world. And I think both okay. you and I are very lucky gals when it comes to sec- successful true. second marriages. And I'm very so thrilled true. that you wrote this book because it is positive. It's about people it who can do it, people who can overcome a lot of right. uh, difficulties. It, it's not an easy story. Now, are you working on another edition? Because I want my husband and I to be featured in that one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny you say that 
Because as I was talking before the break, I thought, you know what? It'd be fun to go back and 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 do an, another one, you know, yeah. like Judith Wallerstein did uh-huh. with her, you know, coming back ten years after or twenty oh, years sure. after people were divorced, and so you know what went on. But I I've got an ongoing project which I call Marriage Blisters. Yeah, spousal behaviors that rub you wrong or raw, and then and you know it's just a matter really of. Uh, having the editor go through it and that will be on ebook. I already well, decided. Yeah. I, I think that's a great way to go and I can't wait to have it finished <laughs> and I want to have you back on the show and thank you so much for oh, visiting with us again to my wonderful listeners. We hope you've enjoyed our show today with Pat. Isn't she terrific? You know, my upcoming guests will are just like Pat. They're exciting, eclectic, and energizing. This is the show where you hear inspiring information that will help you to become successful, too, whether you're married or not. I would love to welcome you to our no-whining world. When you can, sign on to my website, JanuaryJones.com, with your name and email, and you will get a free download. We really love sharing our stories and our struggles and our secrets for success. It's our hope we can encourage all of you to emulate our guest. Remember my mantra, if you think it, then you can do it. So for now, dear friends, please stop with the whining and then start smiling and then start sharing our success show with everyone you know. And if that doesn't work, then have some wine cheese crackers and start eating chocolate lots and lots of chocolate again thank you to my wonderful guest pat bubash this is january jones thanking you for joining me today on my journey and reminding you to take care and stay safe as we close with music by sarantos hi this is sarantos check out my trending rock song called nothing to hide 33% of all profits for this song are going straight to the American Cancer Society. hope you enjoyed my song. Listen to my other songs for free on my website at www.melogia.com. We want to thank you for listening to January Jones Sharing Success Stories. Always remember Ms. Jones' personal mantra, if you can think it, you can do it. That's what all of our guests have done with their lives, and so can you. You are the ultimate success coach in your own life. All you need to do will be to start sharing your own story with your family and friends. We hope that our guest stories will encourage you to explore an equation in your future that will combine your creativity, plus connecting with others will enable you to be successful too. Always remember, your passion plus your purpose will equal prosperity as you explore the wonderful world of January Jones.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.